Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Welcome to episode 18 of Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, I talk Tantra with Dave Fontaine. He is a spiritual business coach, which means that he works with leaders and change makers who either already work in the healing modalities or spiritual space and would like support with growing and marketing their business. And he works with business owners and entrepreneurs who would like to incorporate more awareness and spirituality into their offerings and practices. So thank you so much, Dave, for coming onto the podcast. Why don't you get started by telling us a bit more about yourself and what you do? So I currently work as a spiritual coach and business um, consultant for spiritual coach and leaders and change makers. And um, I help them on their spiritual journey, but also in terms of business, in terms of making a greater impact, making more money and reaching out to more people, sharing their gifts to the world and just become fearless and awakening their greatness. Um, and that journey started um, in 2017 after an epiphany, an awakening, um, a pretty crazy experience. Um, and then I just knew that my mission on hurt was to be a messenger, a teacher, um, because I knew that a lot of people would enter the spiritual path into the coming years. So um, I just left my job, traveled the world, and I just um, went very deep into my own spiritual transformation um, so that I can also guide other people on this path. And that's what I've been doing since 2018. Beautiful. I definitely resonate with this idea of, you know, being devoted to your own work so that you can help other people as well. And the deeper that you go into that work, the more that you're able to um, bring other people to those depths of, of themselves. So thank you for yeah. sharing that. That's beautiful. Exactly. Um, so how, how has this related to your journey with sacred intimacy and sexuality? Where does that kind of overlap for you? I feel like um, when I think about sexual energy, um, I really see it as creative energy. And um, because part of my awakening experience was a Kundalini awakening. So it's kind of hard to explain because um, I see a lot of people going um, on this path and my journey was very different in the sense that um, it was a spontaneous awakening. So I was not a spiritual person at all. I was not at all on this path. I was not religious or anything. Um, I didn't know anything about this. And one day I just had an epiphany. All these things came to me like these downloads. And then the day after I had a Kundalini awakening. So, um, and that's like really um, to, to give you an idea of how I felt. I felt like I had a brain orgasm that lasts for two weeks. 
So it was like a state of euphoria. I was laughing, crying in love with life. And so I started researching a little bit more about this because it's not something that um, I knew about. And so I realized that it was actually the sexual energy that we have at the base of our spine that we release during the orgasm and that moves through the brain, but then goes down again and then we um, release it. But once you go um, on that on that path, it's like that journey moves through your system, through your chakra system, once each chakra is kind of ready um, and balanced and eventually can reach your brain. And once it's triggers something, it's like it release, it releases itself in your brain and it's light up um, millions of, of, of cells if you want. And so I was in kind of this enlightened state for two weeks and it's very hard to explain how I felt, but that's kind of how I um, kind of discovered a bit about sexual energy. And then um, what, what comes to me is that it's like an energy that is meant to be used in some kind of ritual or something. So for me, sexuality is really more about um, a ritual, whether you're doing it with a partner or yourself, you can just focus on that energy that is in you and focusing on something that you desire because it's really like um it's really the energy that creates life it's like the divine energy that is flowing within you that's beautiful uh thank you so much for sharing that and i, I think it's important to also recognize here that while this is um energy that we often associate with sexuality it it isn't it isn't sexuality alone. It's just that so many people only feel this alive and this ecstatic or euphoric, as you had said, during sexual experiences. However, when you have a Kundalini awakening or you learn how to move the Kundalini energy or the life force energy or Eros, then it can start to become like a part of your life in every capacity, including your business. Um, and for the listeners that are interested in hearing more about the chakra centers in kundalini i recommend episode six of this podcast but moving from there um i'm curious then what it was like for you before like what you said you weren't very spiritual before your awakening what was your youth like or how did you grow up or what was your life like before you had this spontaneous awareness um it's a very good question actually i was um pretty much the, the average. So I'm Canadian, so very similar to, to America. So I was very the regular guy. Um, I was very into sports, very into having fun, um, partying, this kind of stuff, drinking alcohol. And so that's kind of what I did in college. I was a huge sports fan, but could never fulfill that dream. So it's it kind of created a, a hole inside of me. And in order to fulfilled that all I became so passionate about sports it's like I wanted to know everything about sports I became a sports journalist here in Montreal and um but I was still unfulfilled you know this hole was still there and um I've always always since I was a kid questioned everything about the universe started um as I grew up questioning myself but I could see that um, nobody actually cared about these things. Everyone was so busy thinking about older people, about work and all, all the politics and all these sorts of things. And so once I started my career, I was working a lot. So my social life kind of disappeared. 
And I just realized that I was not happy. And even if I was writing about sports, it's just, I felt like a slave basically of this system even more. Yeah. So I became more and more depressed and all sorts of negative things start happening in my life. I was carrying a lot of fear, a lot of repressed emotions, like angers and regrets and resentment. And so I started um, questioning a bit more about why, because I just felt like as if the universe was against me. And again, I was not religious, not spiritual at all. But eventually my first breakthrough was maybe about a year before my awakening. Another negative thing happened to me. And I was like, I realized that it could not be coincidence anymore. It was like mathematically impossible that the universe was against me. I understood that there was an intelligence. Life is not just random chaos. It's like, it's impossible when you think about the universe that everything is not maintained in place and governed by an intelligence. So that was like my first breakthrough. I realized that life was not just chaos because otherwise the universe would have broken a long time ago. There's our laws that maintain everything into place. So that was kind of my first thought, but I was still very unhappy. I was very depressed. And one day I just, um, I just couldn't really do anything because the pain was too heavy. So um, I was kind of, I was kind of, I don't know. I was kind of reached my rock bottom, basically. Like a lot of people, I, I've realized after that, that's what triggers them. So me, it was really reaching rock, rock bottom. And one day I just, I was not mad at God, if you want, but I would just say, look, tell me what I have to do. I'm just so freaking tired of this, of this life. Just tell me what I have to do. Um, because there's something I'm missing. Like there's a part of the puzzle I'm missing. And then that's what triggers everything. That's what triggered everything. So after that, I have a, I had a thought that came to me and it was like a new thought. So it's weird because it felt like it was coming from the outside. And that thought was reprogram your brain. And it came to me and it stick in my head for, for days, like reprogram your brain. Every time I was thinking about the fact that I was not happy, that thought came back like an answer. So eventually I just felt I'm going to research that. I understood that the brain was like a computer or processor. So I started watching videos about the power of the mind. And while I was watching one of these videos, that's where I had like an epiphany. I felt like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. There's two things that happened. First, there was an energy release. So all my pain, all my emotion was released. So it's, it felt like I lost 20 pounds. I was crying tears of joy. But at the same time, I was downloading information. So I realized more about all the things. It's like I woke up, basically, but in one moment. And also, like I said, I realized that, um, that I was meant to teach and be a messenger. But uh, it was like one moment that is very hard to describe. But what I felt is really, you know, um, the metaphor of the resurrection in the Bible. It's the death of your physical identity and be reborn in spirit, your identification with God, with your soul. That's how I felt in that moment. It was the death of my identification. Mm. Everything that I'm attached to my past, my emotion and all these things. And I just felt free. And this feeling of freedom was the most powerful thing I have ever felt. 
until I had my Kundalini awakening the day after, which was like a ball of fire in my spine that made me feel a brain orgasm for two weeks. So then that was the most powerful thing. And still to this day, I've never felt something like, like, like that day. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think that, you know, a lot of us can resonate with this idea of going through what can be called like the dark night of the soul or an ego death. And like, I feel like I had like three or four or five of those in the course of like the last, I guess, seven years. And it's like, each time it's like you fall into this pit and then it's this big release or letting go. And then there's this opportunity to, um, to elevate or expand. And I, I think too, that like the dark nights or the ego deaths get easier because you know what's going on and you know how to manage it but at the same time they also get even more intense because it's like going even deeper into yourself and into your shadows and bringing light there which can be quite painful but thank you so much for sharing that with me um my contact my content tends to be a bit triggering for a lot of people because it's sexual and we have a lot of shame and guilt and fear in this space so um and there's just so many ways that you can explore your sexuality or your life force energy in ways that you can use it, which is kind of what I'd like to get back to this space of using this energy to, you know, manifest in, in your business or in your sources of abundance or really, you know, anything that, that might help elevate your experience and also align with your purpose. So what does that mean to you? Yes, I feel like I said, I feel like this is really like an energy of creation. So um, what I um, like doing is to um, I feel like it's good for people to have um, rituals. So um, using that sexual energy and combining it with a clear intention. And I feel like what helps is that when this intention is also for the greater good and not just like ego based. But really, for example, in terms of business, it's not just you making more money, but it's actually what the the other person will receive. So it's also the impact or the help you're going to provide. So you're not just calling, I want to manifest $20,000 this month, but actually um, you want the people who are meant to find you are ready for that experience and reach their next level to also find you. So I found that having intention that are like I said, for the greater good, just not for you, um, is something that that helps. And so what you could do, for example, it's just like focusing on your intention and do a ritual with your breath. So, um, for example, um, there's this breath technique. It's an ancient breath technique that kind of brought back into, um, into our culture by Joe Dispenza of like squeezing the muscle um, at, at the bottom of your spine and breathing very strongly with, with your nose to kind of squeeze your three bottom chakras and release the stuck energy and try to bring that energy up to your brain. And so combining these sorts of breathing exercise that helps moving the energy, the, the Kundalini energy, the life force, and also to, um, to really focus on your intention as you do this exercise um, maybe visualizing what it means to you, what, what your life would look like. Why is that important? And just being in the vision um, while you do that, um, that breathing exercise, and then you just let it go. 
Um, I think that's one of the techniques that I use um, that I that I really feel like it can be powerful, but um, it's really important to have clear intention. I feel like sometimes um, our minds are all over the place because we are always, um, I would say, reacting to our current circumstances rather than creating something greater than our current circumstances. So it's really important that even after what you've done, let's say you've done that ritual, to focus on that intention and just take massive action towards that goal, that intention that you've set, because um, it's really about balancing the masculine and the feminine. So there's the state of receiving the gratitude um, because you are the receiver of that gift of that thing that you're asking for but then you have to embody the masculine and take the the action that are you could say the most straightforward in that direction um always trust in the process of course because um i think i've thought about this uh, recently on my page it because the secret to manifestation is actually trust it's the trust between the masculine and the feminine just like in a relationship between a man and a woman what makes the relation is the trust between both. The moment there's fear, there are problems. There, are, there, there will be some, some cheating or there's jealousy or whatever it is. There's um, a fight it's because there's fear involved. There's a lack of trust. When you reach certain level of trust, that's where um, you, you create good things like magic, basically, because, um, because it's, it's like this fear, this toxic energy we're always using energy to create our reality. So we're either using shadow energy that, that contains fear or light energy that is trust. So um, that's something that you, you must really keep in mind, whatever you're doing, whether it's in your relationship, in your business, you want to be aware if you're using the energy of fear or the energy of trust to actually create your experience. Yeah, that's a really beautiful point. Um, and and I want to check in on a few things that you said. That was quite a quite a beautiful chunk of wisdom that you just gave us. So thank you so much. Um, but essentially talking about using these breathwork exercises, what you're doing is you're moving your pelvic floor muscles, the muscles in your perineum, um, in the inside of your vagina if you're a woman, and also your your lower belly. Um, and this is called the mulabanda as well. And I have a um a guided exercise, which is episode eight on my podcast. And also if you're interested in learning more about like ritualizing manifestation, episode one, sex magic 101 is really great. But getting back here to talking about what's your why for manifesting, because we often just are like, oh, I want more money or I want to get 10 new clients or I want my business to grow in this way or that way. And like, that's amazing. Like you deserve to have all of those things, but what it comes down to is what's your, why is it out of your ego or is it out of your purpose? Those are both your sacral or your solar plexus chakra. And it being able to differentiate the two is what's going to really drive that, that you become a super magnet for whatever you're trying to consciously create. So instead of saying, oh, I want 10 clients because that means I, I meet my goal of 10K or whatever it is, then instead you could say, I want 10 clients because that means that I'm helping 10 people who will help 100 other people, which will create this amazing chain reaction. And then on top of that, I want that 10K because that means that I can hire an assistant, which means that I'm able to show up in my purpose more authentically, or I'll use that money to invest in 
more education or a, a coach for myself or, or whatever it means for you. So um, thank you for, for sharing that as well. Um, and I wanted to, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? I wanted to get more into talking about, um, consciously creating versus reacting and how things shifted for you once you started using the Kundalini, the life force, the sexual energy, like how, how that shifted in your business and how that might shift for other people too. Like I said, um, I feel like um, it's really good to have these rituals, setting these clear intention. And like, like you explained uh, very well, um, I feel like it's really the way you express yourself reveals your level of consciousness. So it's important to not feel shame to want the things we actually want. But as you reach higher levels of consciousness, that's where you realize that you're actually driven by something else than just adding material thing and actually um, cooperating to bringing more goodness to this world, which is light energy, if you want. Um, with that being said, I feel um, that this energy um, is something powerful. And um, for me, the big game changer was to, you, you, I think you told, uh, you talked about this earlier, um, facing triggers. So um, because we all carry all these subconscious fears and that's where we are giving our power away. So the moment you're feeling triggered or upset or worried, it means there's something inside of you that's holding you back and that you're giving your power away. So, um, so the thing is, um, the world's always a reflection for you to realign yourself with your power and reach higher levels of consciousness where you become more and more like the creator. In other words, Reaching higher levels of consciousness means you become more conscious of the fact that you are actually the creator mm -hmm. and not the story that you're actually experiencing right now. You're the creator of it and you can create it the way you want, but you experiencing, you are experiencing it according to your level of consciousness, how conscious you are of this truth, which is the only truth. And so, so once you, are aware of this work of facing all your triggers, taking your power back to all the places where you're giving your power, where there's fear. Because every time there's fear, if you choose to trust, so trust yourself, trust life, trust God, whatever you want to call it, despite the fear, and you make an empowered decision, you're breaking an illusion because fear is always an illusion. So you're taking your power back as you make these empowered decisions and you're up, you're releasing energy basically from your field. So you're reaching higher levels of trust, higher levels of consciousness. Higher levels of trust means you're more conscious. You trust yourself. You're in a state of creation. So basically you experience life according to this battle between fear and trust within you. And once you work on this and you upgrade your level of trust, then it's easier to actually raise that sexual energy within you because there's less trap emotion in your three survival chakras which are fear-based emotions and energy so basically instead of using the energy stuck in your body that you're dragging from the past and that therefore you are experiencing reality through and from your past and therefore um reliving the same fear-based pattern the same 
using the same fear-based beliefs and emotional patterns, then you are, when you're releasing that fear, and that's why inner work is, is so important, um, you start taking your power back. And as you release that fear through inner work, but also, like I said, making empowered decision despite the fear, knowing that it's always an illusion that when there's fears, it means that it's life showing you that in this specific area, you have been giving your power away and you always have the possibility of making a more powerful decision. Then as you do these two things, inner work and right decision, being aware that the world is a reflection that is designed for you to evolve and reach higher levels of consciousness, then you release that energy in your body. You're transmuting the fear-based energy from you. And then, like I said, it's easier to raise your sexual energy through breathing exercise because um, that you have no longer this energy that is blocking you, that's fear-based energy. And then you align yourself with, with, you could say, your greatness, your power, your divinity. So your intentions become stronger and then it's easier to manifest the things you want. Beautiful. Um, that was an incredible explanation. Um, I think that you know, we often really get caught up in like, oh, if I'm manifesting, I'm going to manifest this like positive, beautiful thing. I'm going to manifest, you know, my dream partner. I'm going to manifest abundance. I'm going to manifest X, Y, Z. But we don't think about the fact that what's most powerful actually is thinking about um, manifesting the experience of healing. Um, because you know, we can either learn through fear or we can learn through love. And that's something that I challenged myself this year to do more of my manifesting around, like, please show me like at my intention being, show me where I still need to heal. Show me where I have limiting beliefs. Show me where I have fears because those things are getting in the way. You might be trying to, to, um, to call in um, financial abundance, but you're not able to do it because you have all these lingering fears that are, that are stopping that, that power, that, that life force from getting up into your crown chakra and making its way into as a magnet to the universe. Um, and, and we often get into this like thought pattern of like, all of these bad things are happening to me, but really like they're happening for a reason. It's to show you what limiting belief, fear pattern you have. And so when something triggering happens to you, you can either say, oh, this always happens to me, of course it does. It's a pattern. You're reliving yeah. it because you're not learning the lesson. <laughs> um, yeah. So instead you can say, now I'm going to decide to consciously create instead of react and change, change the narrative. Um, and so when you get to a point where you have a lot of your stuff healed, it does get easier and easier to magnetize all of your deepest desires. And then, you know, your entire life can almost become a ritual because you're so turned on and aroused by your own experience that it's like, you don't even have to be having sex necessarily to be like manifesting and calling things in because it's really happening every day of your life. Um, however, I think that having lots of sex and, and self-pleasuring getting yourself into a high state in that, you know, state of consciousness. And it doesn't necessarily have to be having sex. It could be eating really delicious food that you love or wearing something that makes you feel amazing or helping someone out that you love. Um, any of these things are also going to raise, raise your vibration. So thank you for sharing that. It's really like the fastest way to actually take your power back is to face 
be uncomfortable and take your power back by making different decisions and really realigning yourself um, with the truth mm-hmm. the fact that you are the creator all the time and that there's nothing in your world that has any power over you. It's like the world is teaching you that you actually are the creator. These things are meant for your own ascension and not to punish you. Yeah. Beautiful. I think that that's really important to recognize that we all have different timelines that we could potentially be playing out in one decision can either put you on a higher timeline of consciousness, which means um, a more trusting experience where you're learning through love, or you can stay on the same path, which is a default, which might not be as desirable for you. I think this might be a good point to kind of take a moment to each maybe share some things that like transformed for us in our own you know since we're focusing mainly on on business in this specific using the kundalini energy and life force to apply it to your business maybe looking at kind of how the purpose and business has played into our own development and i mean for myself i'll look back like let's just say three years um so in the last three years i've you know been able to my purpose has changed. And each year, I remember when I first started doing this work, so I guess it was a little bit more than three years ago. But at the time, you know, I was doing work that I felt aligned with in some ways. Um, But at the other side, it was like not my ideal clients. Mainly, I was freelance writing at the time. And I was accepting a lot of work that I didn't like. It didn't feel creative. And I remember saying, in one year, I want 50% of my income to be from entirely things that I love, that are creative and exciting. And within a year, not only was it 50%, it was 100%. And then I got to that point, and I was like, and and in that period as well, my income increased by 50%, which was crazy to me because I was doing what I loved and making more money. And then then I looked at what I was doing then and I was like, okay, like this is good, but I'm still not feeling totally fulfilled. I don't feel like freelance writing is my purpose. Similar to you, I was writing about fashion and I love fashion. So like what was missing, you know, but I was like, something's missing. So from there within the next, you know, I guess year and a half, two years, I started to become really aligned to sacred sexuality and coaching and healing modalities. And then my income doubled again. So it's like, it's one of those things that the more that you do the work, the, the, the greater the path that you end up falling into. And it's still like, now I'm like, fuck, like the, the sky's the limit, you know? So of course, though, it takes showing up consistently and making sure you're checking in with your patterns, your limiting beliefs, with your fears, which is scary, but look what's on the other side. You know, I like to call it even like a sacred surrender, like you're surrendering into the state of trust, which feels very vulnerable for a lot of people. But the, the reality is a surrender is actually like this expansive space where there's so many more possibilities beyond this container of safety that you think that you're in before you surrender this fear. The fear itself feels safe because it's all we know. But in reality, there's this buffet of life outside of, of that space. So I'd love if you could share a few things that kind of changed for you. Uh, there's something that... Um... There's something that um, you said, like every time you were more aligned with um, your purpose or um, your joy, you attracted more money because your joy is like the, 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 I call this your soul's compass. So basically your joy 
is always your guidance. It's like your, 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 I don't know, your GPS, the GPS of your soul. It's meant to guide you in the direction of the things you should actually do. Um, the problem is this world is trying to keep us in this, re this identification with uh, our past. And that's because again, we're carrying the energy or emotion from the past. Therefore we're using the same energy to create our future. And our life becomes like a straight timeline where it seems like it's difficult to make like you did doubling your income in one year or something, but it's not that it's difficult. Making these quantum leaps is totally possible. It's just that you must listen to your joy and create your reality from the energy of trust instead of the energy of fear. And that requires, like you said, to do the work and release um, the past, the things that are no longer serving you. Um, so, so, um, I find that interesting how you shared that. And um, so your joy is also not just um, following your purpose, but it's in your everyday life. Um, when, we, when I talk to people, I realize that because of all the things we have to do, um, we don't listen to our joy um, enough. So it's like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. Whether it's your business, it's work, it's the family. So people don't take enough time for themselves to be in their joy in the present moment. And when you are actually in your joy in the present moment, you if you stay there long enough, you enter what I call the flow state. So basically you are in a state of non-resistance and that's where you can receive more easily downloads or um, ideas or breakthroughs or just message that comes to you because you are, you are in a state where you're not thinking about the past so you're not stuck in this illusion of time you become like in a timeless zone and when you enter that zone that's where it becomes easier to um to actually like i said receive ideas you might hear your intuition and your intuition is telling you to do something that just it's not logic it's not logic like why would i do that i don't but if you do it, it's because your intuition, your soul is trying to guide you into a certain direction so that you change your life path and experience something that is more aligned with your soul. So following your joy like you did is, is amazing. But um, like I said, it's not just realigning your business, but it's also taking more time for yourself. If you like music, play that music, take 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day and play that instrument and enter that flow state because um, it's so important to live more in the present moment instead of thinking about the future or the past all the time. And when you listen to your joy, like I said, you can enter this state of flow. You know, when you do something and it feels like time does not exist and like you look at time and it was like an hour, but it felt like five minutes. That is because you were in this state of flow, this timeless zone. And if we could just learn, of course, we have responsibility. But the more you give yourself time to enter that zone of flow, um, true joy, true following your joy and excitement, um, I'm telling you, you'll have the more this creativity, these ideas coming to you and um, amazing things will happen, I'm sure. Uh, that's a really beautiful point and bringing bringing really back into the one of the foundations for Tantra for me is really about being present. 
Um, and I think that another good way to measure, you know, I, I like to give concrete examples so that it becomes something that's relatable for the listener. And so, you know, I talked about getting my ideal clients and I talked about helping people and being aligned with my purpose more and also, you know, doubling my income a couple of times, but on another level, I also feel like I'm working less than I ever have in my entire life. Like I went from making, you know, 20, 25K a year working three jobs to now, you know, I feel like I work, like, I, I, don't, I honestly don't even know how much I work because part of it is that I, I love what I do. So that alone doesn't feel like work. But on top of it, I have time to take ukulele lessons and go out to dinner. And like, I see my friends every day. I'm having amazing sex. I'm self-pleasuring myself, you know, much more regularly than I ever have. And, and again, it's, yeah, like the more that you get, you follow that joy, you follow that, those feelings of bliss and ecstasy, the more you're attracting those opportunities to yourself and the more that you're attracting high vibrational, um, opportunities, your purpose and um, streams of abundance. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and on that note, this is my kind of bonus question that I ask all of my guests. Um, what awakens your arrows? What turns you on? What makes you feel erotically alive and really present? And, and to put it in the way that you had, what, what is your joy that you follow? Um, I would say that I kind of have two answers on this. Um, I would say that it's related to what I explained. I feel like what drives me is really um, going deeper into my transformation. It's really like, I, uh, it sounds weird, but like knowing God, getting deeper into this stuff, that's really what drives me. That's, that's what I um, surrendered my life into. That's what turns me on, the idea of, um, of making breakthroughs and by the same way it's also um the idea of helping people you know when i receive message from people people writing me on instagram to tell me that um, they've changed their life after one post that i made and you know i make posts pretty much every day i'm not knowing who it's going to touch if people will like it or not i don't really care i don't try to create like these simple posts that everyone likes i just try to share um, wisdom or breakthroughs and when someone is ready for it and they apply it good things happen so this idea of because like I said it's really um, bringing more goodness to this world and I think you said it when you impact one life then this person is going to impact 10 or 20 other lives and really for me it's it's um, being aware that um, that we are all actually divine being and for me, tapping into this divinity, um, it's really what, what tries me. It's really what um, I feel like is, it's the reason why we are all here, in my opinion. And just the fact of being aware of it, for me, it's just, um, I'm so grateful to have woken up from my, what I call my past life, which was like a very bad dream, if you want, that I suddenly woke up from one day. And so, but by the same, but at the same time, it's really um, seeing all these people um, making an impact, following their purpose too, um, sharing their gifts like you're doing, like thousands, maybe millions of people are now doing it. We can see this kind of industry right now of people following their purpose and just 
helping people because there's always people that are on a similar path, but just maybe a few steps behind you in a certain area of your life that you can actually help with your gifts, with your experience, with your knowledge, with your skills. And just to see this world shifting from the paradigm of competition to the paradigm of cooperation. And that's what really is happening right now. And I feel like um, I just want to be part of that and just help people um, tapping into their greatness so that they can um, share their gifts even more powerfully and um, amplify their spiritual transformation. So it's really like my own transformation, but I know that my own transformation is also meant to be shared so that other people can accelerate their own. Because I know for a fact that um, when you when you are um, still in an ego place and you want to do everything by yourself, it means you're still a little bit in this paradigm of called of competition of like, I'm able to do everything by myself and everything. And that's just like this artwork paradigm that, um, that, that just makes more struggle, more resistance. So, um, so I know that I, my answer is kind of long, but that's what really drives me. It's really, um, unleashing this power within me and getting to know more of my, of my divinity of God and just, um, reaching higher levels of consciousness. I don't know um, how far I will go, but like I said, I had my awakening in 2017 and I can say that within that time, um, I have experienced so many things. It's kind of crazy to think about. So uh, I'm excited to see, um, if I've done this in three years, what can I do in the next 10 years? And so that that's really what um, excites me. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about this just even on my drive home yesterday, where I was even just one year ago. And then if you think back like five years, it's like incredible. Oh. But I, I really also resonate with this idea. And I, and I think that it's a, really a principle of Tantra, this idea of recognizing the divinity within yourself. And I think that a lot of people can relate to the idea that when for the average person, when you feel the most divine, you feel God the most strongly, you feel the most ecstatic and like, you know, beautiful and God or goddess, whatever it is, it's, it's typically like right as you're about to orgasm. And in the idea with Tantra is recognizing that energy in, in many people, again, recognize it first during a sexual experience, but then being able to make that a part, a bigger part of your life in, in more of those present moments. So Thank you for sharing that. And my last question is just where, where can listeners find you or support you um, if they want to work with you or anything? So people can follow me on Instagram. That's mainly um, the only platform I use really at the moment. So uh, my Instagram handle, it's the spiritual manifestor in one word. And um, I would invite people to reach out to me, maybe tell me that um, they heard this interview from your your amazing podcast and just reach out to me. I love connecting um, with like-minded people and um, just give me a follow and I'll follow you back and just um, let's connect. And, um, and like I said, I'm very happy um, to have shared this hour with you today. Very grateful for your invitation. Thank you. And you also do, you know, mentorships with spirituality and business. So if anyone is interested in kind of, really getting a, a push in, in those worlds, 
that's another option as well, correct? Yes, exactly. In terms of business, in terms of um, spiritual transformation. Um, like I said, just reach out to me. I love connecting with people and getting to know them before even um, making them an invite invitation to work with me because I feel it's really about um, working with people with similar value, um, similar kind of vibration or energy. So, um, so yeah, I just love um, connecting with new people. And um, so um, you can do this through Instagram if you're interested. Thank you again, Dave, for joining me today. And I also want to express my gratitude to the listener. Thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. And if this podcast resonates with you, I would love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective. And your reviews also help this podcast become a bit more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. And if you'd like to take an even more proactive role in awakening the collective to sacred sexuality, I'd love it if you screenshotted this podcast and shared it on your social media. And if you do so, please tag me so that I can thank you personally. With so much gratitude and love, have a sexy and spiritual day, and I'll catch you next week on Talk Tantra to Me. Ta-ta!